Welcome to Turning Point. It takes a supernatural kind of strength to withstand all the pressures of modern life. As a believer, you have access to that strength. Today, Dr. David Jeremiah turns to 2 Peter for a promise you can count on when the pressure mounts. From Encouraging Words for Discouraging Times, here's David to introduce today's message, God is the Source of Your Strength. Well, there's nothing like a good crisis to help you understand where you draw your strength from. That's really a true statement. When you go through something that's beyond your human ability, you discover what you're really trusting in. How grateful I am to know God and to know His Son, Jesus Christ, and to know He's worthy of my trust. I've been through a few crises, and He's always been there, always will be, and He's not just my God, He's your God too. When you put your trust in Him, whatever goes on in your life, He's promised never to leave you nor forsake you. He is a God who is your strength. We're going to talk about that today as we turn to Second Peter chapter 1. But before we do that, let me once again try to encourage you to be encouraged by a book that is available to you during the month of January. This book is called Encouraging Words for Discouraging World, reminding us that when things are not going well, we need help, we need hope, we need strength. This book is a wonderful hardback gift book that has 10 chapters that highlight 10 of the most powerful promises in the Bible for you to uh, access when you're going through difficult times. I want you to have this book. It's yours for a gift of any size during the month of January. Begin the new year by adding this volume to your uh, library, and most of all, it's truth to your heart. It's yours again for a gift of any size. Please ask for the book when you send your gift today. Here is part one of God is the Source of Your Strength. People often ask me, Pastor, what's going on in the world today? What's the biggest issue we all face? Now, I have a lot of answers for that. I'm not sure any of them are the final perfect answer. But each of the answers I give seems to have the same overarching word, and it's the word pressure. Family pressure, time pressure, financial pressure, unprecedented pressure. Pressure to compete and succeed in society's standards. Pressure at work and pressure at school and pressure even in our churches. As Christians, we're encountering pressures in our society that we have never, ever faced before. We're living in unprecedented times and that brings unparalleled tension. I began reading a passage of scripture in the New Testament And I want to tell you about that in a few moments and what that passage has meant to me. But I want to introduce it by telling you a little story. The Mariana snailfish lives in the deepest caverns of the ocean where the pressure is 1,000 times greater than on the surface. The temperature where this little fish lives is near freezing and there's no light because it's so deep. And God created this little fish about the size of the human hand to thrive in extreme conditions at the bottom of the ocean. How do they do it? Well, the snailfish possesses special features like flexible skulls and bones. 
They produce distinct chemicals that stabilize their constitution. And the pressure inside of them, now get this, God created them so that the pressure inside of them would be greater than the pressure outside of them. So they can live in comfort with all this pressure on them because they have pressure on the inside. What I'm going to be talking to you about is how do we create the spiritual pressure inside of us that is so strong that it makes it possible for us to live in a world where all these pressures are on us. Sometimes it seems like the pressures on us as believers is greater than the pressure at the bottom of the ocean. Pretty amazing that God could create a fish like that. But the same God who creates a little fish like that creates us in such a way that we can live under pressure. He's built us that way. And we're going to find out a lot about that as we go through this passage of Scripture. This passage of Scripture I've known about all my life. But I've never really absorbed it like I have recently. I've taken this passage of scripture apart and put it back together so many times. And every time I do that, I learn something new. It's incredible that in recent days, the situation that I faced in my own life with a lot of pressure, God has given me this passage of scripture. First of all, I think he gave it to me, but he never gives us anything to hoard. So I'm going to share it with you. This is what I've learned. The passage is in 2 Peter chapter 1, and the key verses are verses 3 through 11. Today, we're going to just deal with the first few verses of the first words that God speaks to us from this passage. Listen to the words as I read them. His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which we have been given exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these we may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Listen to me. According to Peter, who walked alongside of Jesus, you and I have been given everything we need for life and godliness. That's what it says. Not some things you need. Not many things you need. Not even most things you need. It's pretty specific. Everything you need. Believe it or not, men and women, God has already provided the resources you need to confidently live the life you were created to live. So what specifically are those resources? What has God given us? It starts, first of all, with access to his power. Peter tells us that we have access to the power of God. I don't know if you've ever had a spiritual power outage. Not a regular one, a spiritual one. They sort of look like this. Uh, It's going to the doctor and getting bad news. (laughs) Or it's going to work and learning you've been laid off. Or it's answering the phone call that says your child is in trouble. Or it's watching the stock market plunge as you're about to retire. (laughs) These things and more are bound to happen to you and me, for we have many troubles in this world. But that's why Peter begins his letter by telling us that you can have a spiritual power outage, but don't worry about it, because you're connected, if you're a Christian, to the greatest power source in the universe. His power provides everything we need to overcome the trials of life. 
That's the best news you'll ever have today, men and women. You don't have to do this by yourself. You don't have to face the pressures of life in your own strength. In fact, if you do, it's a pretty discouraging issue. We are not sufficient for these things. Can I get a witness? (laughs) These things that we face sometimes are way beyond what you and I can handle in our own personal human strength. And that's why Peter begins his little discussion about everything you need by introducing us again to the incredible power of God. He says, by his divine power, we have been given everything we need. So let me unpack what Peter meant by this. What does he mean that we have God's power? First of all, it's unlimited power. Who is the most powerful person of all the powerful people in all of the universe? Well, we're talking about him today. It's God Almighty. I mean, God's power can light up the universe, fire up the stars, power the planets, move the oceans in their tides, and give life to every creature on earth, and he doesn't get diminished by one kilowatt by doing it all. And since God has all the power in the universe, and it's at his command, guess what? He can do anything he wants to with it. It's his power. He has perfect control over his power. And he chooses, listen to me, he chooses to take that incredible power and equip us with that very power to handle the things that happen in our life. I can't do these things in my own strength, in my own power, but I have been connected to an incredible power source. And that power source is God Almighty. If you read through the Bible, you'll find the word power in almost every Old and New Testament book. If you go through the scripture and you highlight this word, you will run out of yellow ink, I promise you. The Bible says, listen, power belongs to God. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in heaven in earth is yours. There is no problem, there is no situation in life for which God's mighty power is not adequate. You will never have a problem that's too big for God's power. You may think you're in the middle of one right now. It's just because you don't understand God's power. But God is able to do above and beyond all that we could ever ask or think. And through his power, we don't have to be victims. We can be victors. God's power is unlimited. Secondly, his power is unleashed. When you get Jesus Christ into your life, when you become a Christian, the power of God Almighty is turned on in your life. Think what would happen if every follower of Jesus Christ stopped looking everywhere else for this power and started looking to God for this power. Isn't it amazing that we run hither and yon, to and fro, trying to find all these things we supposedly think we need, and God tells us we already have them. We're wasting all this time running to the wrong place when we've been told by the God who created us that he's already equipped us for what we need. So Jesus said, with God, all things are possible. All things. I remember thinking about that all things. It's in the Bible a lot. In key verses that we know. Like, we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. Here's my all-time favorite all things verse. This verse, I think, has got more superlatives in it than any verse in the Bible. I'm going to read it like that, and you'll pick up what I'm saying. Listen to this. 2 Corinthians 9.8. God is able to make all grace 
abound toward you, that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. All, all abundance, every good. God has given us everything. And listen to me, God doesn't just give us in small portions. He makes it all available to us. Now, I know you're sitting there thinking, why is it that this power isn't working in my life? If God has given me all this power, what's wrong with me? Why am I not living the powerful life you're talking about? And we're going to get there in a moment. But before we get there, I want you to understand, as I've tried to comprehend in my own life, that the power that we need has been given to us by Almighty God. Do you need joy? Do you need a heart of happiness that comes to very few people? Well, it comes from Christ. And if you will tap into that power source, you can have that joy. I've watched people go through some of the most horrendous things in their life. And because of the power of God in their heart, they do so with a smile on their face. Do you need help discarding shame and guilt? Some of you have had some rugged lives and you think, I just can't get that out of my mind. I hear, well, I know God forgives me, but I can't forgive myself. And that's a silly thing because there's nothing in the Bible about forgiving yourself. Now listen to me. Listen to me carefully, friends. If God, who is the ultimate power in the whole universe, has forgiven you, why in the world do you care about forgiving yourself? God has forgiven you. That's the highest source you can go to. That's the ultimate, final forgiveness. So the devil wants you to walk around with your head down thinking, well, this isn't going to work unless I can forgive myself. No. If God forgives you, let me tell you something. You've been forgiven. Amen? So let me ask you this. Do you need wisdom to deal with your problems? Oh, my goodness. You know what's wrong with our culture today is everything's unprecedented, which means it's never happened before. So we're sitting here trying to figure it out. We have no book to read where they tell us what happened the last time that happened because it never happened before. And wisdom is doing the right thing without a precedent. And the only place you can get that wisdom is from God. Well, the Bible says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. God's power is unlimited. It's an unleashed power. It goes to work in your life the moment you become a Christian. Here's the last thing about the power of God. It's unlocked. Listen to this. 2 Peter 1.3 says, Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. In other words, the power of God comes to you through your relationship with Jesus Christ. This isn't some magic formula. This is not some elixir. There's no special sauce in this. It's about your relationship with Jesus Christ. When you have a personal connection with Jesus Christ, and when you walk with him, and you get to know him better every day, which includes studying his book, and you do that with a sense of listening to his voice and meeting with him in prayer, what happens is you begin to grow in your relationship with Christ. Can I get a witness? Isn't that the way it works? You know, there's no easy way. Somebody says, can you give me the secret? Well, the secret's open. It's in the Bible. And the more you get to know the Lord Jesus and the more you work on your relationship with him, the more you begin to sense there's something going on in your life that's not natural, that's above and beyond your own human potential. And Don and I have just celebrated our anniversary. Now, let me tell you something. We were in love before our wedding. 
but it was not as much as we're in love now. And through the years, we've gotten to know each other a lot better, and our lives have been fused together with the kind of love that just comes through facing difficulties of life together and growing together in the things that you share. And that's what Peter is talking about in this chapter, growing in prayer, growing in faith, growing together with Christ. Have you ever had the frustrating experience of charging your phone only to realize hours later when you go to pick it up that you forgot to plug it in? <laughs> oh yes, we've all done that. Really frustrating. It can be maddening. All that time wasted and you still got no power. I think in a similar way, if you're not experiencing the power of God in your life, you need to check your connections. You might be plugged into the wrong energy source. You might be trying to do what God wants to do for you through the power of something else or someone else. God's energy and his power radiates from his word, and we're going to get to that in a moment. But if you feel overwhelmed with life, men and women, you have to immerse yourself in the scriptures. Spend time with God in prayer and let his power lift you and sustain you. The way that you download the power of God is through his son, Jesus Christ. When he comes into your life, he lives within you. And now you are connected with Almighty God. And you can begin as you build your relationship with him to see that power come alive. So the first thing that God wants to give you is his power. But the second thing you notice in the first part of Second Peter 1 is that you have God's promises too. So listen to what Peter said. He says, you have divine power. Now watch this by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. Now I want to give you a little visual here. Here is the power of God. This is like a huge generator. This is God's power. And here I am over here living my life, and I'm not very big compared to that. How do I, little old me, how do I get connected with that power source? The Bible is very clear. It says this. We get connected with God as our power source by the exceeding great and precious promises of this book. God's power is not available apart from the scripture. If you want the power of God to be working in your life, don't ignore this book. You know, a lot of Christians come and talk to me about what's happening in their life. And, you know, I just ask them a couple of simple questions. Do you ever read the Bible? Well, no, I don't have much time to do that. Well, you know what? If you don't read the Bible, don't complain about not having God's power because it's just like there were wires connected between God and you. Those wires carry the power of God from him to you. And what are those wires? They're God's precious promises. And we're going to talk about those for a few moments. Why does Peter call them exceedingly great and precious Well, they're great for one reason, simply because they come from a great God. They lead to a great life. But these promises are great for at least three additional reasons. And I'm going to give you the reasons why they're great, why you need to really focus on this. Number one, God's promises are incalculable. They're exceedingly great because you can't even count them. I mean, no one can fully count the promises of God in the Bible. Some people have tried. I remember reading about a guy named Everett Storms of Ontario, Canada, who decided to try to find out how many promises there were in the Bible. He said, all my life I've seen all these figures as to the number of promises in the Bible. 
And the one that's most generally given is there are 30,000 promises in the Bible. He said, that's a round number, so I was suspicious. <laughs> but he said, furthermore, there are only 31,000 verses in the Bible. If there are 30,000 promises in the Bible and there are only 31,000 verses, now you've got to factor in like Leviticus, you know. <laughs> And Deuteronomy and some of those places. There's a lot of verses in those chapters where you might have to look a little harder for a promise. So he got suspicious that if there's only 31,000 verses in the Bible and 30,000 of them are promises, that might not be the right number. So this guy took a couple of years and he researched the Bible. And he came up with the fact that there are a grand total of 8,810 promises in the Bible. About 85% of them are made by God to human beings. And only one book of the Bible doesn't have any promises in it at all. Nobody ever gets this right, but anybody know what that book is? What? Esther, no. That's a pretty good guess, though, because Esther's the book that doesn't have God's name in it. But the book that doesn't have any promises in it is Titus. Just take my word for that. Don't go look it up, all right? Uh, <laughs> So here's another question on promises. What section of scripture has the most promises? Isaiah has more than 1,000 promises in its book. Have you ever thought about reading Isaiah? I've given you a good motivation to do it. When you get to Isaiah and you say, oh, I'm not going to read that. That's a long book and it's a prophecy. There's 1,000 promises from God in the book of Isaiah. And if you don't read it, you're robbing yourself of God's blessing, Right? What chapter has the most promises in it from God? Well, it's one of my favorite chapters. Psalm 37, practically every verse in Psalm 37 is a promise. I'm just giving you a clue here. If you're on a promise hunt, start in Psalm 37. You'll find a lot of them there. Then go read the book of Isaiah. Write all of them down. You see what will happen if you do that. What you're doing is you're starting to get connected with the power source. You're trying to put your wires together with God so that that power can resonate in your life. You can't count the promises of God. There's just really too many. I'm sure if somebody else did a study like Dr. Everett Storms did, they would find a few more or maybe they'd find a few less. But the real issue is somewhere in every book, in every chapter throughout the Bible, the great evidence is this is a book full of promises. Just think about it. It's not very thick. There's 8,000 promises in this book. 8,000. Made to you and to me. I know some of the promises are made to Israel. When I was growing up, we had a little chorus we used to sing in my Sunday school class. went like this. Every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, every line. Then I heard a Bible teacher say that's not true because some of the promises are to Israel. Don't sing that song anymore. So I don't sing the song anymore. <laughs> but what I'm telling you is get rid of all of the little stuff that people want to say about it and get down to the basic truth. If you want to hear God's word to your heart, if you want to hear what God has in store for you, if you want to know what God has promised to you, only one place to get it. It's in between the covers of this book Amen. called the Bible. So one of the reasons why you want to get involved in the promises of God is because there's so many of them. You can spend the rest of your life and you'll never get them all, but it's a good project. I didn't recommend it to you. Someone once told me that in every verse of the Bible, there is an anticipated promise, a uh, fulfilled promise, 
a thought about a promise that somewhere, if you look long enough at every verse, there's, there's a promise hanging around somewhere. And then, of course, there are the verses that are just flat-out promises, straight out. You don't have to guess. So many of them that help you during difficult days. I hope you're getting the message during this month as we begin the new year, kind of getting ourselves ready for the challenges that we all face. I'm always an optimist, and I face the future, as many of you do, with great hope. And yet at the same time, there's nothing wrong with being ready uh, to stay focused when difficult things come your way. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow with uh, part two of God is the Source of Your Strength. I hope you'll join us then. In the meantime, don't forget, order this new book. It's yours for the asking when you send a gift of any size today. For more information on Dr. Jeremiah's series, Encouraging Words for Discouraging Times, visit our website where you'll also find two free ways to help you stay connected our monthly magazine, Turning Points, and our daily email devotional. Sign up today at davidjeremiah.ca slash radio. That's davidjeremiah.ca slash radio. Or call us at 800-946-4300. Ask for your copy of David's new book, Encouraging Words for a Discouraging World. Ten Biblical Promises to Bring Comfort in Chaos. It's yours for a gift of any amount. You can also purchase the Jeremiah Study Bible in the English Standard, New International, and New King James versions, available in your choice of attractive cover options. Get all the details when you visit our website, davidjeremiah.ca slash radio. This is David Michael Jeremiah. Join us tomorrow as we continue encouraging words for discouraging times on Turning Point with Dr. David Jeremiah. In a world that often feels overwhelming and discouraging, discover encouraging words for a discouraging world. Ten Biblical Promises to Bring Comfort in Chaos, a new book by Dr. David Jeremiah. You'll discover how to face your circumstances with unwavering confidence and hope. Yours for a gift of any amount in support of Turning Point. And for a gift of $70 or more, Dr. Jeremiah will send you his comprehensive encouraging word set. Request these resources at davidjeremiah.ca. In all we do each day, Dr. David Jeremiah and Turning Point work to make a global impact for the kingdom of God. But we can't do it alone. That's where Bible Strong Partners come in. These loyal monthly supporters form the foundation of Turning Point, allowing Dr. Jeremiah to teach the whole counsel of God. Partnering with Turning Point enables you to share in the eternal impact of this ministry, leading people to Christ through our media and printed resources, multiplying Bible teaching broadcasts, presenting the gospel around the globe, and strengthening the saints. In appreciation for your partnership, Turning Point wants to provide you with exclusive monthly resources and study guides, member-only communications, an on-demand library of study content, and so much more. Are you ready to see what the Lord will do? Let's expect to change the world together. Go to davidjeremiah.ca slash BibleStrong to become a BibleStrong partner today. That's davidjeremiah.ca slash BibleStrong. Benjamin Franklin came up with the idea of street lamps in Philadelphia. He said that if everyone put a lamp in front of his own house, then the whole street would be illuminated at night. A corollary idea is this. If everyone sweeps in front of his door, the whole street will be clean. Now, none of us can do everything, but all of us can do our part. The Apostle Paul expressed that idea when he wrote, As much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. 
If every person chooses to live in peace, then the whole family, church, or community will live in peace. This is David Jeremiah, encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover God's peace on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66life.com and get your roadmap for life. Route 66, start your journey home today.